0: I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves, and today we're going to Amsterdam, and we are joined by Andrew Bender. Andy writes the Lonely Planet Guide to Amsterdam, and I write the Rick Steves Guidebook to Amsterdam, and we're going to get together and give you an idea of the best experience in Amsterdam. Andy, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rick. It's great to be here. When we go to Amsterdam, we all know about Anne Frank's house and the Rijksmuseum and the Van Gogh Museum. What do you think, most typically, an American tourist would would miss when they go to Amsterdam that they should be sure to check out?
1: One of the things that I like to check out when I'm there are um, the Albert Kaup Market, it's called. It's right down in the very southern part of the city. It's in a district called De Pipe, P-I-J-P. It's one of those places where the entire ethnic diversity of the city, culinary diversity of the city, even shopping diversity comes together. It's called the Albert Kaup Market, C-U-Y-P, and it stretches for several blocks in the southern part of the city. And it's just a 10-minute walk from the dam square, isn't it, by the Mint Tower? No, it's a little farther away. You want to get there by uh, by tram. Ah, okay. Um, but it's, it's a really lovely, wonderful area. It's very historic and very diverse. There's another place that I love to visit, which is the Red Light District, and I know that's going to sound a little bit risque to some of you folks, but actually, if you look at the architecture and try to ignore everything else, you're going to have a beautiful time out there. And hiding in the Red Light
0: District is a church that's hiding behind domestic building fronts.
1: That's right. It's called the Museum Amstelkring. And the center part of the museum is the Church of Our Dear Lord in the Attic, as it's called. It goes back to the days when Catholics were not permitted to worship openly in the Netherlands. Everybody thinks of the Netherlands as being this very tolerant country, which it certainly is by contemporary standards. But there was a time when it was not so tolerant. Now,
0: that's interesting because it's on the tourist list, so most tourists have gone there. And it's a pretty sizable church in the gutted-out interior of three or four different private mansions. And... The officials knew that Catholics were worshiping there, uh, but the point was it wasn't in your face. It was hiding behind really low-key uh, facade. And it's sort of similar even today. I mean, marijuana is, Amsterdam is famous for Marijuana Day. Marijuana is not legal, but it's tolerated. Back then, Catholicism, you couldn't worship it in open, but it was tolerated. There's this tolerance that weaves through the whole story
1: of Amsterdam that I find unique. It's really true. It goes back for many centuries now. Amsterdam was one of the first nations in Europe to welcome uh, Jewish immigrants from Spain, for example, who were being persecuted or Huguenots from France who could not practice freely in their own countries.
0: So Amsterdam has this ethic of kind of we're all individuals, yet we're all in this together. And while there's a lot of tolerance, the flip side to tolerance, they say the twin of tolerance is responsibility.
1: That's right. It's the responsibility not to harm anybody else, and it's the responsibility to keep yourself in a state where you don't become a burden to others. So uh, their concept of a victimless crime
0: doesn't—they don't—they don't buy that. There's no victimless crime. No, I wouldn't say so. Now, in your book, you are a big fan of the Eastern Docklands. I've not been there. What's what's so special about the Eastern Docklands?
1: The Eastern Docklands are a district sort of east of uh, Central Station. Um, it sits along what's called the I, Pretai is the way they pronounce it in Dutch. Um, it's IJ. A lot of uh, foreigners don't know how, what to do with those two letters, but it's pronounced I in Dutch. It's an area that used to be shipping channels for the very large trading companies that were based right here in the Netherlands. Those lands lay fallow for many, many generations until finally in the late 1990s, city planners got planning. And they got the idea to build incredibly cool, cutting-edge modern architecture right there in the middle of the Docklands.
0: All right, so this is a place just to check in with today's Amsterdam,
1: really. A lot of people go to Rotterdam if they want to go see the uh, cutting-edge Dutch architecture, but you don't even have to leave Amsterdam for it now. There's so much fun to experience in the Netherlands,
0: and especially Amsterdam. I think you got to be careful of some tacky sites. I'm talking with Andrew Bender, who writes The Lonely Planet Guide to Amsterdam. Andy, what's your nomination for the tackiest tourist trap in Amsterdam?
1: Oh, my goodness. Where do we even begin? Um, I would say the area that's just south of uh, Central Station is called the right. Um And it's a street that's just lined with all kinds of tourist shops and frites shops, meaning French fries, of course. And um, and hooters. You, you can know, go to a hooters there and be served by a Dutch girl. That's right.
0: All right, there's high-class Holland. There is a thrill for that. (laughs) My favorite tacky site would be the Holland Experience, which happens to be right next to Rembrandt's house. It's just a little um, kind of a gimmicky uh, movie where the the chairs all uh, rock with the sea when the the wind comes up and you get spritzed with perfume when they take you out into the tulip fields. You know, uh, a lot of people like it, but uh, I think people miss sites. Andy, what would you say the most underrated site is if somebody has limited time they want to be sure to check out?
1: Well, if you have only very limited time in Amsterdam, I would say that you must go check out the canals. I mean, it's really the essence of the city, particularly the Western Canal Belt. If you look in the area, there's one shopping district there called the Nege Straatjes or the uh, Nine Alleys, as they're called in English. And they have really wonderful little specialty shops, everything from a place that sells nothing but tooth care products, you know, a thousand different kinds of toothbrushes, to men's fashions and women's fashions, and places that look at art. That's in the form of books and you know, all these really wonderful tiny little shops, a place that sells nothing but antique eyeglasses. So
0: that's literally the, like the nine alleys, and they're kind of like a tic-tac-toe sign or something. Like exactly, that, exactly. And it's, um, I don't know exactly, but for people for ballparking it, it's between the Dam Square and Anne Frank's house? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it, roughly there. If we're talking about experiencing the canals, of course, you got to take one of those canal boat rides. And I find that they're, you know, all the tour groups take them I and it costs you 10 bucks and you got an hour, an hour and a half cruising through the canals. But I think they're quite nice and a lot of them have live guides and they'll speak rapidly in three or four different languages. Uh, do you have any sense of which canal boat ride would be the most rewarding?
1: I think you're best off if you go to a canal boat ride that specializes in something. One of my favorites takes in uh, the architecture of the city and it really just kind of examines it from that one little point of view. I think that if you try to take on too much at once, it all becomes a blur. But if you look at one thing, you get to experience a lot of the others without taxing yourself overly. I get a sense that Andrew
0: Bender knows that a traveler's time is precious and you always have too much to see with too little time if you're an American with the shortest vacations in the rich world. And it really behooves you to have a good guidebook and then read your options because many people just take the slam-dunk generic canal boat ride but as Andrew said, there are specialty canal boat rides that would give you a more focused experience. My vote for the most underrated site is the Resistance Museum. There is a heroic, heroic Dutch Resistance. And if you saw The Soldier of Orange, what a great movie. And too many Americans just go to Anne Frank's house, and that's their whole Holocaust sort of experience. And, of course, you got to see Anne Frank's house. But don't miss the Resistance Museum, the Dutch Resistance. Have you been there, Andrew?
1: Absolutely. It's a great, great museum.
0: I've been talking with Andrew Bender, and Andy writes the Lonely Planet Guide to Amsterdam. And and Andy, on your last uh, research trip, what was the most pleasant surprise you stumbled into?
1: Um, it was on the Albert Cuyp Market that I mentioned earlier. It's a restaurant called Bazaar, Bazar, B A Z A R. It uh, is this soaring, wonderful old church of a building. With you know, three-story ceilings and uh, Middle Eastern food, it's got 1,001 Arabian lights, as I wrote about it in the book, that are sort of strung around the ceiling and these wonderful murals all over the place. The idea is that anybody should be able to find a little bit of himself or herself in that building. So you've got signage in Chinese, you've got Hebrew lettering in the rafters, all kinds of great stuff.
0: Andy, there's one word that sort of sums up Dutch conviviality and I can't even pronounce it. What is
1: that word, and what does it mean to you? The word is gezelligheid, and it's as hard to pronounce uh, as it is easy to understand once you've experienced it. It's this trait of being very close, very snug, making friends very easily, being able to talk to anybody, and if you're sitting in a brown cafe by a canal somewhere, you're going to experience it one way or another. Wow, wild and
0: crazy as Amsterdam appears to the travelers, there is that That How do you say it again? Gezelligheid. The Coziness of a Magnificent City. Andy Bender, author of The Lonely Planet Guide to Amsterdam, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rick. It's been a pleasure.
1: Kazali guide. Kazali guide. <laughs>